welcome to yet another edition of the Time Out with DG podcast. I am your host, as always, Daniel Gotera. Thanks for stopping by as we close out another eventful five days. And look, I'm going to say it off the top. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I haven't been around. And that's my fault with some other things mixed in, okay? I will I will get into that. Last week was crazy for everyone. I will rehash the Arctic blast of 2021 from our perspective. Um, so I had a lot of things planned. I wanted to get some things done, interviews done. Had to cancel a whole bunch of stuff. Internet going in and out. So yes, it was a bit of a mess. Then... This week I got complicated because I'm in the process of selling a house and buying a house, building one at that, at the same time. So things are wild, things are crazy. Then I did a news story on Monday, and we got two kids in the house. My wife was back anchoring from home. So yes, it has been wild. It has been crazy at the Goterra house. However, I still want to say I'm sorry. I should turn these things out. I have an interview with Jeremy Booth. Breaking down the Astros season, that will be on tomorrow's podcast. Today, it's kind of a catch-up, kind of a recap of sorts of what has happened over the last week and a half in my world. We'll talk Texans, some Texans news breaking on this Friday news dump uh, edition of the podcast Texans Wise. So we'll talk Texans, Deshaun Watson, the whole thing, cryptic messages. I've learned a bunch of rap lyrics, hip-hop lyrics over the last two months, then I didn't anticipate learning. So yes, we'll talk about all of that. But first, let me say thank you for everybody who is tuning into this. Again, I appreciate the support that you guys have given me all the way up to this point. The podcast is now back. Hopefully we can kind of get back on track here. My month of March is crazy, starting on Monday, by the way. Starting on Monday, I've got a lot of things planned. So we've got Girls' State Tournament next week. We're going to have to be doing some previews on that for KHOU. Then we've got, I want to get some interviews done. Then I've got a couple other projects I'm working on. Then the week after that, I'm closing on our new house that we're building. And then the week after that, I'm closing on the house that we're selling. Which, by the way, if you guys have ever sold a house, it is a very stressful process. I do not recommend going through that process unless you have... A guarantee that this thing is going to be sold. We put our house on the market in October. It was a good seller's market. Interest rates are low. We decided to move and build our new house in Katy. We're going to be living in Katy. That's going to be great. That house is almost complete. But then that house got delayed. We were supposed to close on that yesterday, Thursday the 25th. But that got delayed because of that ridiculous winter storm that I never want to hear from ever again. Uh, so that's now delayed for a couple of weeks, but in the process, I put this house that we lived in for about five years, a brand new house. It's a new build, by the way, new build, brand new house, put this thing on the market in October. We did not get a single offer until about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. We've gotten very minimal traffic going through our house and look, I'm kind of biased, but I think the house looks good. Come to find out there are some uh, issues with it. So we've had to address those with the buyers. Spending a lot more money than I wanted to spend to fix this house. Oh, God, it's so stressful. I mean, I really, 
it is a stressful situation. And if you're trying to buy one at the same time, you're trying to balance both things at once. I was hoping I'd sell this thing with, with plenty of time. But of course, as things would work out, they all bunch together. So I'm closing on one, selling the other the following week. It is just wild and it's crazy in my life right now. Bouncing from walkthroughs in the new house, fixing things in the old house, changing light bulbs, all sorts of stuff. I have to repaint a couple of rooms. So either I do that, or I find somebody else to do that. Man, it is str- <laughs> it is stress city. Stress city over here at the Goterra house. But it's getting done. Everything is getting done. We're lining the schedule up. Things should be A-OK for our living situation by the third week of March. We, th- we should have things pretty much locked in place. Uh, so then uh, then the fun begins, decorating a new house, uh, making it your own. We're very excited about the new house, but man, it is stressful selling a house. <sighs> Gosh. You know, and it's even more stressful when you put upgrades into the house and those become basically a wash because we've had to lower the price after a while because we weren't getting any bites on this thing. And finally, we got an offer. Uh, So, yeah, very stressful. Don't recommend it unless you have a buyer really just lined up and ready to go. I know that's not the case most times. Uh, But, you know, shout out to our real estate agent. She she was a former uh, co-worker of mine. Lily Jang, who's a real estate agent right now. She's killing it in the real estate game. She's become very successful, so I'm happy for her. She's helped us sell this house, too. So shout out to her. Shout out to everything that she's doing in that business. I know it's difficult to transition from one business, from one career to the next, but she has succeeded for sure, and she's done a great job. So thanks to her for selling the house. That was my selling house tangent of the podcast. What else has been going on? Uh, like I said, the house that we're building is nice. But then, of course, the freeze comes. So here's the thing. So I go over to the new house the week of the freeze. I think it was like last Wednesday. I want to make sure that everything's okay with it, that the doors, they boarded up all the doors, and everything is fine. So I drive up to the new house. Everything looks fine. And I look down to the left of the of the house. We're, we're in a corner lot. Look down to the left of the house. Boom, water is just flowing, flowing right from the from this pipe that ruptured. I guess they didn't cover, the builder did not cover those pipes. Awesome. There's a bunch of water just flowing over there towards the street. Luckily, and I see that, I'm freaking out, right? I'm like, oh my God, there's water in the house. Now we're going to have to delay this whole process again. They're going to have to go back in there and fix this ridiculous, oh man, I was I was freaking out. That like five minute span until I realized, oh, wait a minute. There was no water in the house. All the water was flowing out. Nothing got back in. So we were saved on that. I had to get through all the mud to get into the door, walk into the back, make sure all the whole house was fine. Whoo, boy, mercy me. So, yeah, so that was last Wednesday. Drove to the house. There was a busted pipe. They had to turn off the water in the house. So there's that. And then we had this uh, rolling Internet issue. I basically had to drive out to a parking lot. It couldn't be in our house because every time the power went out, the cable would reset, and sometimes the Internet came back, sometimes it didn't. So I had to go back to a parking lot out by the uh, outside of our neighborhood and get a signal with this little one of those old MiFi, Verizon MiFi things that captures off cell signal to get on the internet. So I got on that a couple of times, but I felt bad. I couldn't send in work. I got a whole bunch of video of the snow. I couldn't send that back. And so that that was weighing on me. So that was last week, right? And then I, I obviously, if I had no internet, I couldn't get a podcast out. But then I finally got internet back on Thursday, Friday, I think that's about right. Consistent internet all the way through Thursday, Friday. And look, I'm saying all this stuff from my perspective. I know there are other people that 
have gone through a lot and and I, and there are still people that are going through a lot and I'm not trying to minimize those situations by trying to build up mine because you know what honestly in our situation we we did not we we were really good. We were really we were really good. We didn't lose water. We didn't really lose power. Uh we we were we were set and I you know thank God for that because it was it was just a, an amazing situation um that we were that we're basically lucked out. So God bless to all those people that are listening. I'm just talking about from a business perspective. We were trying to do business at the house. You don't have any internet in this 2021 world that we're living in. Everything is so connected um, online that I, it was just very hard to do anything. So I couldn't do any Zoom calls, even though I hate Zoom calls. Couldn't do any of those. But finally, we got consistent internet back. So I did my Zoom call with uh, Jeremy Booth. That interview, like I said, going to be on tomorrow's podcast, Breaking Down the Astros. I will post that for sure. Um, the Astros season. Hey, that's another thing that has started. Spring training. We got the Astros. We got Carlos Correa news. He says he's not going to uh, sign a contract extension if they don't get something worked out before the season started. We got that. So the Astros are playing. Those games are going to be starting up soon. Um, so then that was okay. So so I digress. So then that was last Friday through the weekend. I was back in studio anchoring. Then we got Sports Extra. Then this week I did a news story on Monday. So it's just been crazy to just be able to sit down for a good 25 minutes and talk to you folks about sports or literally anything. My escape, and I see it as an escape, is WandaVision. I brought up WandaVision before, the Marvel show on Disney+. Plus. It is sensational. Every Friday I look forward to this. I, I debate whether or not to stay up until 2 a.m. when they post it or just kind of wake up early. So I've, I've gone the wake up early route at like about 7.30 each morning to watch it because I know if I'm going to be online, it's going to be spoiled. Things are going to be said about it. I'm not going to talk about this week's episode. In fact, I'm not going to talk about the series until after it's over. we got a week to decompress from WandaVision before Falcon and Winter Soldier starts up on the 19th. Super fired up for that show. I've seen stills that have been released from that show. I think I'm going to have an emotional, uh, emotionally hard time grasping what's going on in that show because I, I have this feeling that they're going to start with Captain America's funeral, and that sucks. Just putting it out there, that sucks. It's going to be an emotional roller coaster, but I, honestly, th- that that's the escape, right? A little bit of time, watch those shows, and we all need an escape every now and then. So that's uh, that's kind of where I'm at. So now I'm doing the podcast. So now we're back in business. Hopefully we can get some other interviews up and running soon. This week, like I said, has been crazy. We've been bouncing back and forth, doing a bunch of house stuff too, like I mentioned. So not an excuse, but there's a lot been going on. So here it is. To end the week, I'm giving you a podcast episode to talk about Houston sports. Rockets still haven't won since, what, early February? So there's nothing new to talk about there. Um, let's see. What else is going on? Okay, let's talk Texans, right? Tech, let's talk Texans and uh, the ongoing drama and circus that is the organization off of Kirby. So uh, Friday, they've, they've released several more players. They've been releasing players trying to dump a bunch of salary to kind of alleviate their cap situation. We knew they would, right? Because, I mean, look, they got rid of J.J. Watt. That saved about $17.5 million. Today, we learned they got rid of center Nick Martin, who really never lived up to the player that he was billed to be uh, as he was selected second-round pick. He, he, was, he was okay. He got that contract extension probably way too much. Again, that was one of those terrible Bill O'Brien, Jack Easterby contracts that was given out. So they cut him. Wouldn't be surprised if they cut Bernardrick McKinney at some point. And see, who else can they cut? Uh, oh, they cut Duke Johnson. They let him go. That saves a lot more salary. And, uh, yeah, Osenio Kelamete 
Uh, they cut uh, Peter Kalambayi. He, he's gone. So they're, they're, they're releasing some names. Whether or not they're going to franchise tag Will Fuller is a big question. So that it's something they have to do, right? I mean, this team's not going to be good next year. We, 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 we know they're not going to be good. And if they trade Deshaun Watson, they're going to be awful. Uh, if Watson is still here, which all indications are that he won't be. Uh, but I, you know what? I will say this. You know, after talking on this topic, I, you know, last week or the last – I don't even remember when my last podcast episode was. Maybe two podcast episodes before that. I did mention that I wanted Deshaun Watson to sit down with David Cully. I didn't think that was going to go anywhere, but I wanted them to at least talk. Now, they didn't meet reportedly face-to-face talked on the phone or Zoom or whatever nonsense we're doing these days because of social distancing, but they talked. And according to reports, he reiterated, Deshaun Watson that is, that he does not want to be a Texan. He has no plans on playing for the Texans ever again. Okay, then he goes online, starts tweeting a bunch of rap lyrics, hip-hop lyrics. Um, Look, I said this before, and... And you're starting to see it a little bit, right? You're starting to you're starting to see the tide turn with Deshaun Watson. The longer that this lingers, and maybe this is the Texans card right here. I saw an interesting article article today by John Lopez of Sports Radio 610. I I, I read it and I, I thought that was interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna get into that in a second, as far as Deshaun Watson's perspective on this whole thing. But as when the as far as the Texans go, they are very strict. Apparently, they're not answering any phone calls of, of Deshaun Watson, and technically, they don't have to trade the guy. They don't have to trade him. They hold all the cards on whether or not they want to get rid of him. Now, personally, I think they should trade him. This is a no-win situation. This has gotten completely out of hand, and they should trade him. But I mentioned this before. The longer things like this linger, initially, initially, we saw everyone on the side of Deshaun Watson, yours truly included. I, I, look, he has a right to be upset with what's going on there. He's the face of the franchise. The organization is a dumpster fire. Every decision that they've made over the past three months has been wrong. They have a guy in there has no business being in there. He's a preacher. He's a character coach, and he's now director of football operations. It's a joke. What they've become is a laughing stock in the league and in the city. And so the quarterback has a right to be mad. I totally understand that. But I said it before, and I'm going to say it again now, and you're starting to see the tide turn on this, because the longer situations like this fester with players, there's only a few number of players, and in the Texans' case, there have only been two players that transcend the field of play, that transcend the organization that they play for. And by that, I mean that those players have built up enough off-the-field capital that the fan base will excuse any moves that they make when it comes to the relations that they have with the organization. Case in point, I've seen comparisons between J.J. Watt and Deshaun Watson's situation. J.J. Watt has built up enough goodwill, if you want to call it, away from the field that it doesn't matter what that guy did or what that guy does, people are going to be on his side no matter what, okay? But the thing about sports is, Andre Johnson is another one, by the way. Those are the two Texans, Andre Johnson and J.J. Watt. Those guys can do anything when it comes to the relationship with the Texans and the fan base will have their back 100% and not take the side of the team, 100%, okay? 
But when it comes to Deshaun Watson, he has not built that type of off-the-field capital yet. He is a great player. He's 25 years old. He had a sensational season, but at the end of the day, they were 4-12, and okay? He's a great player. He should be the face of the franchise moving forward. He should have been included in things as he wanted to be included in things. I'm not defending the Texans in this situation. All I'm saying is that right now, this situation continues to fester, continues to go on. We keep seeing cryptic messages from Deshaun. You guys know me. I did not like James Harden. I don't like James Harden. I think I think he's a bad leader. He wasn't good in the locker room. He was not good for the Rockets. Yes, they won a lot of games and they got close, but he was never that guy that was going to take him there. I just didn't like the way he approached his business. Okay, I didn't like that. But I do have to give him credit in one thing. Although it got messy and it shouldn't have gotten this messy, he put his name finally on the fact that he wanted out. Deshaun Watson has not done that yet. He is sending messages from representatives out there, reporting, releasing. Oh, this is the these are the teams that I would approve a trade for. That you know, all these little tidbits are going out, but he has not come out and said it. Why not sit down? If you are so gung ho about not playing, not wanting to be part of the Texans organization, why not come out and say, hey, this is why I don't want to do it. This is this is why I'm putting my name on it. He has yet to put his name on it officially and say that he wants out. The last message that he sent out was all about loyalty. So, okay, loyalty means that you're going to stay as a Texan, right? I know the organization didn't reciprocate and didn't do what they had promised for you, but you're loyal to your teammates, right? You're loyal to a fan base. Isn't that the right case? So, again, these type of messages, I'm not turning on Deshaun. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm turning on the guy because Like I mentioned, he has a right to be upset. He has a right to be mad at the direction of the franchise, which is currently projected towards the toilet, okay? All I'm saying is that the longer situations go, the tendency will be for a fan base to turn on the player instead of the team. While the team is a mess... You guys know this. You guys have your favorite teams, whether it's the Texans, whether it's somebody else. It doesn't matter. You guys know this. We all go through it. I have the same situation. We go, we're go. we really upset with our teams. And we say, oh, man, I don't want to deal with these guys anymore. Whatever. What's going on? This is trash. I'm not dealing with this stuff anymore. At the end of the day, if that team starts winning again, you're back. Okay? Deep down inside, yes, there will be some Texans fans that say, no, I'm done. I quit. But I guarantee you, if the Texans one day, and they will, one day they will, everything kind of comes around. Look at the Browns. Took them a while. But look at the Browns. They're back to winning ways. If one day the Texans start winning, all those people that are upset right now about the direction of the fan base and franchise and all that, they'll come back. They'll start cheering for that team again. So that's that's a tendency that I've noticed in sports fans. We, we tend to stay and gravitate with – and gravitate towards the team that we have always rooted for. Look, I've been upset at the White Sox for a long time. And and not to say that I'm a fair-weather fan. No, I mean, I'm still a fan. But, you know, you're not going to waste your time watching a team lose. But that doesn't mean you don't still stay as a fan of the team. I've always been a fan of the White Sox. I'm always going to be a fan of the White Sox. In the last 10 years, they've been a mess. They've been a total mess. Now they're one of the best teams in the American League. It piques your interest a little bit more because you're finally seeing the fruits of all the development. It's hard to be a fan 
when teams are rebuilding. That is a hard thing to do, especially when we've got all of our lives going, busy lives. You don't, you don't want to spend a bunch of time watching a really bad football game when you have we have the ability to spend time with family. You know, it happens. But at the end of the day, team people will gravitate back towards the teams that they root for. And that's, I think, what's happening in this Deshaun Watson case. Now, the Texans don't have to answer the phone right now because it's February. They need to really assess this situation. As I said, they should trade him. They've got some teams this year that have some really good draft capital to give them back. And this way, they lock themselves into a situation where they are guaranteed draft picks for a long time, like really good draft picks. If they trade him this year without Deshaun Watson on the Texans, the Texans will be awful, awful. They will probably be a 1-15, 2-14 football team. That puts you to the top of the draft again. Now, if you trade Deshaun to the Jets, will the Jets be second pick overall bad? No, but they might be 10 pick overall bad. That's not a good football team, right? By putting Deshaun there, they may go like, what, 7-9, and 8-8, eight and 6-10? Eight, and 10. That'll put you at 10 and 11, 12, and then you've got another pick at number one, number two. So this is the time to trade Deshaun Watson. Don't try to fix the situation. They don't have to answer phone calls now, but I think before the draft, they should trade him. However, now I go back to the article that I read that John Lopez wrote from Sports Radio 610, which was very interesting. This might be the trump card that Deshaun Watson has. According to John Lopez in the article, and he's right, that the NFL has not ruled on whether they will allow players to opt out this year because of all the coronavirus issues and whether or not p- players feel safe being around, the- yada, yada, yada. We had some players opt out last year. They didn't want to play. This year, that could happen too, but the NFL has not ruled whether or not players can opt out. That could be the card that Deshaun plays. He says he doesn't want to play. you got, you got to believe him. Well, he doesn't say that. I mean, the reports say he doesn't want to play for the Texans anymore. I mean, why not believe him at this point? Okay, so if that's true and he never wants to wear a Texans uniform again, if there's an opt-out clause that the NFL allows players to opt out, then he can leave. He can opt out. He won't lose his whole salary. It's kind of like a carryover to next year. He will be docked a certain amount of of pay. He'll get a, a certain amount of salary. Obviously, it's not going to be the $40 million, whatever it is. I highly recommend the article. I'd go look for it. John Lopez talking about this situation on their website, Sports Radio 610. Um, so he, he, he will get a part of his salary, but he's not going to lose all his money as opposed to if he chooses to sit out during the regular season. He will be losing game checks. He, if he doesn't participate in team activities, he's going to get fined there. But if there's that opt-out clause, he can he can play that. It's going to get messy, right? This, this is going to get messy. So that's why this, this situation has got, already gotten so bad that the Texans just need to trade Deshaun Watson. It stinks. It shouldn't be this way, but we've argued the point before. If they keep Watson, what are they going to do? What are they going to be? They're not going to be great. They're not going to be an amazing team next year. It's just not going to happen. So why go through the headache of dealing with a guy who really isn't happy to be here anymore? Just trade him and get draft capital and rebuild this thing from the ground up. You have an interim, basically, coach here in David Cully who's going to be here for a couple of years, two or three years, while they rebuild this thing. When they get good, they're going to get rid of him, bring in the guy they really want to take this team to the promised land, hopefully. So this is the situation. It's lining up right now the way it should be lining up. The problem is the power structure still over there is still making decisions. So it is it is still to be seen whether or not those guys can still make the right calls on the football side of things. you got to think Nick Casario's got the right 
build for this, the right mind for this. He's already making these roster moves, good roster moves, saving a lot of money. Um, but I think it's time to trade Deshaun Watson. Don't stick to your guns and try to be, try to you know, try to be the better person in this debate. Just it's fine. Let bygones be bygones. Goes your separate ways. That's it. We're done here. We are done here. No need to worry about it anymore. Just trade him. Get your draft capital back. He can go to somewhere else where he's happy. Boom, boom. Everybody's good. See you guys later. That's that's the way this thing should be handled. But to talk about again, to reiterate my point, the longer that this thing goes on, the more and more people will be tired of Deshaun Watson's act unless he comes out and puts his name on it here in Houston. I think nationally he will always have the support, and that's probably why he's playing it this way because he doesn't frankly give a crap about what people think here in Houston because he wants out of here. I mean, if he really cared about the people here in Houston, the fan base and all that, I think he would have handled this situation a little differently, but he doesn't care about that. That's fine, and that's okay. He's looking about about things for himself, right? Football-wise, he's looking for things by himself. And so nationally, I think he's got the support that he needs to go about his business this way. But here in Houston, locally, fans of the Texans, they will start to turn on him. After a while, if this situation is not resolved cleanly, that's just the way sports are. We are more loyal to teams than players, especially in this day and age. We have free agency. Guys come in and out. I mean, it's true. I mean, it used to, it used to be the fact that you would go to a team store and buy a jersey of a guy that you knew was going to be there for a long time. Loyalty matters, right? J.J. was here a long time. Andre Johnson was here a long time. Deshaun Watson should have been here a long time, could have been here a long time, right? But the organization is so bad that he wants out, and that's fine. But from a fan's perspective, and we've all done this with our fan, with our fandom over the years with our respective teams, the longer situations go, the more and more people tend to side with the team that will remain and not the player that leaves. Unless you're guys like J.J. Watt, who will be cheered for in this town no matter where he goes. Even if he goes to Tennessee or whatever, people are still going to cheer for the guy because of what he's done and all the things that he means to this city. Whew! Okay. That's my take on Deshaun Watson's situation where the Texans currently stand. It seems like every single week there's something new, something different. So that's where we're going to leave it today. That's my podcast episode. I'm back. I've got another one coming tomorrow to talk to Jeremy Booth, our baseball analyst, former Major League Scout, talking about the Astros. We get into that a little bit as they start spring training. Their games are going to be starting up soon down there in Florida. It's going to be great to see them on the field. You guys have a good weekend. I will talk to you guys again tomorrow. Thanks so much for sticking through. I'm sorry, I'm sorry I'm so late with these podcasts. I'm going to be better with this, I promise. But thanks for the support. I appreciate it, and we will talk again soon. See you later.